first of all from the Tumbleweed Connection and Country Comforts and the Rolling Stones and Dead Flowers from Sticky Fingers. It's uh, 16 minutes past eight, the Full English Breakfast Show. As you were mentioning in the press review in the last hour, Sarah, uh, wealthy countries must end oil and gas production by 2034 to ensure the world doesn't surpass one and a half degrees of warming to give poorer nations longer to transition, according to a new report published yesterday. The phase-out pathways for fossil fuel production reports commissioned by the International Institute for Sustainable Development, found there was no room for any country to increase production and that all would have to make significant cuts this decade if the world wants to meet the targets. A separate United Nations science report published last month found that if the world overshoots the one and a half degree mark compared to pre-industrial times, then many human and natural systems will face additional severe risks. Some will be irreversible. Uh, the new report was written by climate scientist Kevin Anderson at the University of Manchester and researcher Dan Calvary, uh, proposing that the poorest nations should be given until 2050 to end production and says they will need significant financial report support to transition their economies. Uh, Anderson, who's Professor of Energy and Climate Change at the University of Manchester, said the world needed to ship rapidly away from fossil fuel economies and it must be done fairly. Now, Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the subsequent spike in oil and gas prices only strengthened the case made in the report, he said. Well, this is it. I mean, we've got this tragic war going on in Ukraine and everyone's rushing to get as much oil and gas out of the ground as they possibly can. Well, it's, it's just not going to happen, is it? I mean, 34... 34. Yeah. Well, encouraging to see, see that there are a lot of electric cars on the roads. So I see them all the time now, which, I mean, if you, you know, a couple of years ago, it was, oh, there's an electric car, but now, you know, they're 10 a penny, really. Prices are coming down. I haven't mm. taken the plunge yet. But um, in the short term, I mean, fuel prices are crazy. And if you're worried about uh, how much uh, petrol you're using, there are a few things you can do uh, just to reduce the consumption a bit. Make sure your tyres are properly inflated. Yeah, and because drive slower. Drive slower, but um, um, tyres that aren't inflated properly can result in 10% more fuel consumption. Also, yeah. if your car's got an economy mode, stick it in that, because that doesn't allow fast acceleration. And if you keep the revs down to sort of around 2,000 when you're moving through the gears, then that also reduces consumption. Just generally drive slow, which would be a good thing. Mm. Or get the bus to work. Or get the, yes, you could do. Or the train. The batteries, what's happening to the batteries in electric cars? Well, this is, you know, the, um, the electric cars are great for air pollution because, uh, you know, they do reduce air pollution a lot, but it depends where the power's coming from to charge the battery. For example, if they're coming from, from gas, coal or oil-powered uh, power stations, you're then not really not, helping the no. environment at all. And also there is the, um, the environmental damage um, being done by mining for rare earths, such as uh, rare earth metals, such as lithium, which are a vital component of, uh, of car batteries. And, uh, you know, that's releasing a lot of CO2 into the atmosphere during the mining process. So it's a well, can of when worms, you get, really. When you get rid of them as well. I mean, when you get rid of a, an yeah. old petrol car. When you get rid of an old petrol well, car. Well, when you get rid of your car at the moment. Yes. I don't know, wherever it goes. up into, Goes to the breaker's yard. Goes to the breaker's yard. Yeah. But, uh, but what, what, what will happen with the batteries with the electric cars? Well, Where will it. they go? Yeah. Unless they so, can be recycled and fully recharged. I mean, some of them are recyclable, but so there's a lot of stuff in it that isn't. So hydrogen fuel cells, that's the future. Zero emissions. OK. OK. I got that. here first. <laughs> but, I mean, as far as, as air pollution goes, there's no doubt that electric cars are a step in the right direction mm. because... Uh, they reduce all the fumes, don't they? Uh, nearly 20 past eight.
And now it's time for Woofer of the Week on 106.5 Riviera Radio. Dawn Howard's here with another exciting edition of Woofer of the Week. How excited are you on a scale of 1 to 10, Dawn? Oh, 11. 11? <laughs> Goodness me. Turn the amps up to 11. Yeah, why not? Right, well, uh, what have we got this week, please? Well, this is why I'm so excited. We've got our first ever Great Dane. We've never had such a big dog before, actually. So she's called Hermione, and she's four years old. And sadly, she was in a she was pitifully thin when she arrived at the association. I'm glad to say that she's already gained six kilos, and that takes her up to 40 kilos. So she's doing well. She learns quickly. She's fine with other dogs, but she really doesn't like cats. Uh, she runs and plays and loves a walk, of course, and she likes people. She likes being around people. She's a big dog. Females should normally weigh about 55 kilos. So she's going to need a large enclosed garden and owners who are genuinely committed to getting her back on track and wanting to take very good care of her for the rest of her life. She's chipped and sterilized and there would be a pre-adoption visit as well as a contract. She's currently in the Alp Maritime, but she can actually live anywhere in France. And if people would like to know more about her, there is an email for this one. It's all one word, associationponsbets at orange.fr. I think you've stumped me for the first time ever. I mean, the only Hermione link I can think is Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, I've got one. Oh, yeah. It's not a very cheerful song. There's a David Bowie song with Hermione in the title, isn't there? Is there? Isn't there a letter to Hermione, I think, yeah. Oh, well, you know more about David Bowie than I do, because I'm not familiar with that one at all. I very much doubt that, but on this <laughs> occasion, I might do. Well, I shall get my thinking cap on and see what we can come up with. Thank you, Dawn. Speak to you next week. Have a good week. Bye. That was Woofer of the Week. For more details about this week's Woofer, go to the 106.5 Riviera Radio page on Facebook or our website at rivieraradio.mc. Woofer of the Week on 106.5 Woof Riviera Radios. The Press Review is brought to you by BMW Cote d'Azur. The Guardian reports that Vladimir Zelensky has accused Russian forces of seizing a humanitarian convoy near Mangush, west of Mariupol. Employees of the state's emergency service and bus drivers have been taken captive, he said. We're doing everything to set our people free and unblock the movements of humanitarian cargo. He said around 100,000 people remained in Mariupol in inhumane conditions in a total blockade, without food, water, medication, under constant shelling and under constant bombing. And meanwhile, Russian forces are now inside the besieged southern city, a senior U.S. defense official said. Two super-powerful bombs rocked Mariupol on Tuesday, even as rescue efforts were ongoing. The deputy head of Kiev's police force has accused Russia of using white phosphorus munitions in the city of uh, Kramatkost in Donetsk. Uh, he shared online footage, which could not be independently verified, of material burning fiercely underneath a pile of aggregates. In this morning's Le Monde newspaper, France's foreign ministry has said that France sent 55 tonnes of medical equipment, computers, children's milk and generators to the Ukraine via Poland at the beginning of this week. An estimated 3.5 million people have now fled the country since the beginning of the Russian invasion a month ago. In a statement, the ministry said the emergency aid worth 2.4 million euros was sent by cargo plane from Paris to Warsaw. 
LPs has some uh, damning criticism of NATO today and says the North Atlantic Alliance was created with two basic purposes, prevent a major war in Europe and should this fail, manage escalation. Sadly, with the war in Ukraine, it's failed on both counts. Would it not be for the fortitude of the Ukrainian people and the support of some allies, Russian troops would be massed by now at the NATO border with missiles angrily pointed at its cities. And in the Figaro, a study published on Tuesday has warned that wealthy countries must completely stop oil and gas production within the next 12 years if the world is to limit warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius and avert the most disastrous impacts of climate change. have more about that in the next hour. It's uh, coming up to 5 to 8. This is the Full English Breakfast Show in association with Air France, 106.5 Riviera Radio. The best of the Riviera, brought to you by Cap 3000 Shopping Centre. The Press Review, brought to you by BMW, Mies Premium Motors, Bayern Avenue Cannes, BMW Store Monaco, and JPV Fréjus. Boost your business with the electrified range by BMW. Find all the BMW Business Drive offers at your car dealer. The wonderful Wednesday pop quiz. Certainly is. Question number one. On this day in 1974, Marvin Gaye and Diana Ross entered the UK charts with You Are Everything. And Everything Is You. A song which was originally recorded by which Philadelphia soul group? Oh, my God. Who originally had released You Are Everything? Gosh. Um, is it the Platters? It's not, no. No, no it wouldn't be the Platters. Stylistics? Correct. OK. Question number two, on this day in 1996, which female singer went to number one in the UK with Because You Loved Me? I could hear it in my head, but I can't think of who she is. Next one, please. Finally, born on this day, it's his birthday today, he was born on this day in 1966, uh, this singer with a Scottish band who had a 1994 hit with the cover of the Trog's 1960s hit. Wet, to... wet, wet. Yes, his name, his Marcy birthday. Marcy it's, it's his birthday today. And the song? Love is all around. Well done. And question number two? Uh, Because you loved me? Yeah. But you don't anymore? Uh, No. Celine Dion. My favourite. The local news brought to you by the Caisse d'Epargne Monaco Business Centre, a banking branch of the Caisse d'Epargne Côte d'Azur, assisting companies and real estate professionals at 27 Boulevard des Moulins in Monaco. Find out more at CECAS. That's C-E-C-A-Z hyphen monaco.com. On FM and DAB Plus across the Côte d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online, this is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of France. Sarah Lyson has the top stories across the Riviera. The Ukrainian president will speak in front of the French parliament this afternoon. This afternoon. Uh, today marks the 28th day of Russia's attack on Ukraine. On Tuesday, the UN General Secretary said in a statement it's time to end this senseless war. Meanwhile, French President Emmanuel Macron has held another telephone conversation with Russian President Vladimir Putin about the war. According to the Elysee, there is currently no agreement between the two parties, but the French president says he remains convinced of the need to continue his efforts. Today, 100 firefighters and rescuers will set off from France to transport donated vehicles and equipment to the border with Ukraine. There will be 11 fire engines, 16 personal rescue vehicles and 23 trucks carrying 49 tonnes of medical and rescue equipment, such as protective equipment, ladders, fire hoses and medical equipment. 
In other news this morning, President Macron has called for calm in Corsica after the death of separatist Ival Colonna. Marches took place across the island on Tuesday. Several high schools were blocked by students and there was a march on the prefecture in Ajaccio. A pedestrian has died after being hit by a lorry on the Quazette in Cannes. The accident occurred at around 4.30pm on Tuesday afternoon when the vehicle was reversing near a pedestrian crossing. The elderly victim died as a result of his injuries. An investigation is underway to determine the exact circumstances. Figures from the Ministry of the Interior have shown the crime rate in the Outmara team, with a majority of incidents occurring in Nice, La Trinité, Saint-Laurent-du-Var, Cagnes-sur-Mer, Vence and Villeneuve-Loubet. The report shows that urban areas are the most affected. The, World Health, the head of the World Health Organization in Europe has named France as one of the countries which has lifted their Covid measures too abruptly. He said that he was optimistic but vigilant about the progress of the pandemic in Europe. However, he said that France, along with the UK, Ireland, Greece, Cyprus, Italy and Germany, are lifting restrictions brutally from too much to too few. Former French President François Hollande has announced his support for left-wing candidate Anne Hidalgo, expressing his determination for the reconstruction of France's Socialist Party. Holland was present at Hidalgo's meeting in Limoges on Tuesday. The socialist presidential candidate is currently struggling in the polls as Holland called for the great movement called socialism to continue. And finally, the Blue Bay restaurant of the Monte Carlo Bay Hotel here in the Principality has been awarded two Michelin stars. The 2022 edition of the Michelin Guide and its famous stars were revealed on Tuesday. Traffic and Travel, brought to you by Aston Martin Cup, your new exclusive dealer on the French Riviera. You take me there for lunch then? Why not? Let's go check it out. Cool, you're around? <laughs> yeah, OK. Excellent. Oh, right. Well, book a table then. Uh, just some congestion on the Monaco Motorway Tunnel at the moment. Uh, that's it, really. The Monaco is busy, but not as busy as it normally is at this time in the morning. Although, having said that, the red line has got darker, so it is getting busy. Uh, the uh, Voie Rapide in Nice is uh, looking slow westbound at St Augusta. Eastbound is pretty slow now, all the way from the Russian church area up through the tunnel. Penetrance coming down from Moutons to the motorway. That uh, looks quite slow now. No problems on the trains and everything okay at Nice Coates Airports. Traffic and travel brought to you by Aston Martin Cannes, a Chopin Automobile Group dealership, 235 Route du Canet in Mougins. Find out more at astonmartincannes.com. Riviera Radio, Sports News. Tennis, the world number one Ashley Barty has made a shock announcement that she's retiring from the game at the age of just 25. The Australian made the announcements on social media earlier this morning. She said she was leaving tennis to chase other dreams. Barty won her first Grand Slam with the French Open in 2019 and since then has remained the world's top-ranked woman player. In January, she became the first home player to win the Australian Open in 44 years. There's a vacant slot there now, Sarah. <laughs> I'm a bit over the hill for that. You sure? I'm quite good at tennis. Are you? Well, my great-great-great Randolph Lyser, he won the Wimbledon doubles. Grandpa Lyser. <laughs> great-great-great Randolph. Randolph Lyser. Yeah. He won he the won Wimbledon the doubles. doubles. I think he was swigging champagne at the same time. OK. Might have helped. Yeah. Rafa Nadal is set to be out for up to six weeks after suffering a stress fracture of the rib. The 21-time Grand Slam winner suffered the injury in his semi-final match against Carlos Alcaraz at Indian Wells and went on to lose the final in straight sets to Taylor Fritz. He's expected to miss next month's clay tournaments in Monte Carlo and Barcelona and may not be fully fit by the time the French Open starts on May the 22nd. 
Football, the Ricketts family, have flown into London to pursue their bid to buy Chelsea amid criticism about anti-Muslim comments made by Joe Ricketts in 2019. The owners of the Chicago Cubs baseball team are waiting to find out whether they've made the shortlist of bidders for Chelsea and are intending to meet fans today in an attempt to assuage their concerns. Chelsea's first ever black star, Paul Canneville, is among a number of opponents to the Ricketts bid because of perceived racism and what's been described as dubious political allegiances. Several other bits have been tabled, including one led by the billionaire Monaco resident Nick Candy. Friend of yours, isn't he? <laughs> no. He's a lifelong Chelsea fan and another involving Lord Sebastian Coe, also a Chelsea supporter. Could a player buy a football club? If they've got enough Wonga, yeah. Really? Yeah. They'd be allowed to? There wouldn't be a conflict of interest? No. OK. Shouldn't think so. All right. Got anyone in mind? <laughs> Here's more from BBC Sport. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Hello, I'm Paul Serres at the BBC Sports Centre. The Chelsea Supporters Trust has urged the UK government to disregard any bid from potential buyers that does not include a golden share for supporters. The share would give fans more representation and power when it comes to decision-making at the club. The Athletics' Chelsea reporter is Liam Toomey. A golden share was one of the things, one of the recommendations in Tracy Crouch's report into governance of football. And it essentially gives the holder of the golden share 51% of voting rights. And so the idea of it is to give fans veto power over certain issues that would completely change the club. A sale is expected by the end of the month and the BBC's Alistair McGowan says bidders from the United States are eager to buy the club. So very much a lot of American interest here. It's a rare asset that's come on the market, a global asset in terms of sports franchises or teams. There's the, you know, the real estate market value of Stamford Bridge. Also a chance to take this into American markets too. So one of the things that they're looking at, not only at the price, is how this club can be taken forward and to compete with the likes of maybe of Manchester United or Liverpool across the globe. Liverpool's Naby Keita has pulled out of the Guinea squad for their upcoming friendlies due to a knee injury. The midfielder featured in Liverpool's FA Cup win over Nottingham Forest on Sunday but was substituted in the second half. Meanwhile, his Liverpool teammate Andy Robertson has also stayed in England rather than travelling to the Scotland national team after he tested positive for COVID-19. And for more football news from the BBC, go to bbc.com forward slash football. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Uh, finally, cricket, it's day three of the third and final test between Pakistan and Australia in Lahore. Australia were bowled out for 391 in their first innings. In reply, Pakistan had reached 109 for one midway through the first session of the day. Here's the marine weather forecast. The coastal area is up to 20 miles offshore the Almara Seam in the VAR. The general situation is an anti-cyclone, 1,035 millibars. Stationary over northern Italy. Uh, winds are variable, force 2 to 4. The sea is slight. Visibility is good. Barometric pressure at Saint-Jean-Cap-Ferrat, 1,032 millibars. And the outlook for Thursday, clear skies, force 2 to 4. Variable winds, slight seas and good visibility. For North Corsica, winds are variable, force 2 to 4, the sea is slight, visibility is good, barometric pressure at Cap Course, 1,032 millibars, and the outlook for Thursday, clear skies, force 4 to 6, easterly winds, moderate seas, and good visibility. The weather forecast is brought to you by Camper and Nicholson's Yacht Management Division. 
Well, that was mighty close. <laughs> and it is sneezed all over the weather forecast. Clear skies, live variable winds, temperatures 15 to 17 degrees. Overnight lows 6 to 9 degrees on the coast, 0 to 4 degrees inland with clear skies. Uh, Thursday and Friday, mainly fine highs of 15 to 18 degrees. The weather forecast brought to you by Camper and Nicholson's Yacht Management Division. Our qualified team of yacht management experts offer bespoke advice and services to owners and captains alike. Visit camperandnicholsons.com. Finally. Researchers have revealed that people with mindful faces, whatever that may be, are more likely to be considered attractive, competent and rational. In contrast, people with non-mindful faces are more likely to be seen as stressed, neurotic and immoral. Mindfulness is a popular form of meditation in which you focus on being intensely aware of what you're sensing and feeling in the moment. Uh, the practice involves breathing methods, guided imagery and other practices to relax the body and mind and help reduce stress. It's described as a universal tool for boosting mental well-being by reducing stress, anxiety and depression. What does a mindful face I, look I, like? I don't know. They're just. I guess if you maybe practice meditation, you have a tendency to have a... Uh, mindful face. Zen. Zen. Yeah. What about a mindless face? <laughs> you see a few of those around, don't you? 